Life as a mom of three children and the wife of a Division I football coach can definitely be hectic. COVID hasn't made that any easier. Thankfully, Kira Cardwell is equipped with the tools to manage the chaos and continue to pursue the best version of herself and her family, which is also why Kira has gone all in on her coaching initiative through Unveiled Life Solutions. She joins me today to talk App State, COVID, being part of the Rev5 family, and the recent launch of her next coaching initiative. Enjoy the conversation with one of our own as she follows her passion to help others find the greatness in themselves. All right, here we go. What's up, all you RevFit listeners? Today, I have a fun opportunity for me because I'm not actually talking about any of the functions of our business. And, you know, we use this platform as a way to keep you guys educated about how you can be healthier, um, ways that we help you be healthier. But today I get a chance to highlight a great friend and her business instead of talking about ours. And it came as a no-brainer for me because, you know, it's important to remember that we're part of a community, even when we're always trying to tell people the things that we're doing. Sometimes it's important to just tell people about things that other people are doing in our community. And so this one was a no-brainer for me because I know that she's passionate about guiding people to a better place of health like we are. But whether you know it or not, she's also already part of the Red 5 family. So here we go. Welcome to Kira Cardwell. How are you? Hey, Derek. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. Oh, absolutely. I think this is going to be fun. It will be. <laughs> it will be. It will be. So <laughs> before we go anywhere, I think it's important to point out some of the things that the listeners may not know about you and about how much they actually already know about you um, or can uh, can connect with you. So you got a degree in social work, right? Yes, yes. From the best university in the world? App State. App State. App State, that's right. And um, I, I know you remember this pretty well. When we were in school, there, the football team at the beginning wasn't all that good. And okay. then they started getting pretty good. And there was this guy, this guy that was on the football team that had quite a bit of athletic ability, but he had even more um, – passion is passion the right word for the sport that he was playing um and somewhere along the way you met that guy right right I sure right. did yeah and so <laughs> you and coach Cardwell have been married how many years now gosh it is um it'll be 10 this summer so about almost nine and a half nice I know. almost almost and you have a couple of really amazing um joys yes. to come out of that marriage we sure do we have three kids so we've got kai who's our six-year-old blakely is three and then we have little brewer um and he is one and of course named after the one and only kid brewer stadium <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it so you and nick uh you guys have been together about 10 years you have your three children and a couple of years ago, you, both of you were members of Rev5 and um, you hit classes when you could hit them because you're both pretty busy. And then you guys had to move. What was that about two years ago? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it was it really, oh gosh. Yeah, probably about two years ago. So time flies in this world. But we, um, you know, we had the opportunity to go to Louisville uh, all the, you know, coaching changes that happened here, I think everyone's mostly fam familiar with that. But, um, you know, the head coach here, Coach Satterfield, took the job at the University of Louisville. And we had a new head coach come in here at App State. And so um, 
yeah, it, it affected our family and, and where we were and the opportunities that we had. So we went to Louisville. We were there for only one year, which is crazy. Um, so we moved all the way to Louisville. We were there for an incredible year, had so much fun. Um, it was awesome. And But then we were able to, with head coaching changes again here at App State, uh, we were able to be offered a job back here in Boone. And so uh, we got to come back, which is awesome. And Brewer was born in Louisville, yes. right? Yes. Actually, all three of our kids have been born in different states. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta, That's awesome. The life of a coach. So, Well, that was my next question. So what is that like? What's it like to be the life of the wife of a coach? Yeah. I mean, it is hard in the sense of, you know, the, of the hours. They work so hard and so long. Um you know, and, and the seasons are all different. So, you know, you have a certain type of schedule during football season. You have a, a certain type of schedule during recruiting season. And then you have summer where there's camps, but they're actually home a decent amount. We can go on vacations and we, we see them a whole lot. And then August comes and it drops off and we see them none. So <laughs> that is, you know, that is tough, but it comes with so many benefits at the same time. So, you know, building relationships with the players um, and their families and then, you know, the other coaches and, and their families as well, just being able to be in that community and all have one purpose and one goal and to build each other up and to do life with each other. I mean, it, it's just, although it is difficult, I mean, especially as a mom, I'd say even more than a wife, um, as a mom, it's difficult just because I, I have the kids on my own a lot, but, um, you know, the benefits are worth it. And it, it's so awesome. It's definitely what Nick is called to do, and he's incredible at it. Um, you know, you that passion that you mentioned before, it's still there um, in almost every aspect. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's really great. It is hard, you know, moving around. That's not easy. Transition is extremely difficult um, for anybody, no matter how strong and skilled they are or how many times they do it. And so, uh, yeah, we've had to do a lot of transitioning. Like I said, all three of our kids have been born in different states. And so my six-year-old has, he, he was born in Boone, moved to South Carolina, moved back to Boone, moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and then moved back to Boone. So what's so that's, you know, five different, <laughs> five different places in six years. So that's crazy. Um, yeah, it is crazy, but it's good. That passion that you were talking about for anybody listening, if you can't put a face to who Nick is. Um, if you've ever seen a coach on the sidelines that is like crawling up on top of the players <laughs> and screaming, not screaming like he's mad at him, screaming because he is the most excited person on that football field. That's Nick. That's Nick. It's always been a blast to watch him coach and to see just how passionate he is uh, while he's doing it. It's amazing. Who's the better athlete? Out of Nick and I? Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, it's got to be him. I, uh, I, I don't know. I can hold my own, but definitely, you know, I don't give myself enough credit there. But <laughs> yeah, I think he's got it. Listen, it's not even really that. Maybe it's hard to even judge Nick on an athlete as an athlete because he takes things to a whole nother level that he's probably <laughs> going to beat you, whether you, no matter who the better athlete is, right? Like, that's just. That's just how he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a lot of truth in that. Yes. Well, you guys moved back. You know, you were there for a year. It was a quick turnaround. And I, I'm excited. I know you're excited to be back in Boone. But what you didn't 
foresee or sign on for probably was what you were going to be stepping into with the the pandemic COVID and everything like that. So I was, I just want to talk to you a little bit about how that has impacted you guys, your transition back, um, like your, your health, your, you know, your relationships thing. I know things are a lot different. And like you said, as many times as you do it, as skilled as everybody is, it's still tough. So now you throw COVID into the rent, into the mix and, you know, what's that been like? Yeah, it's, it's been, it has been difficult. It really has. So, I mean, we moved here in the middle of, of the shutdown. So when it was what back in April, I think beginning of April and, um, you know, everything was shut down. When we got to Watauga County, we had, you know, 14 day, we weren't allowed anywhere. Um, so, you know, we closed on our house. The, the first time I ever saw the house was the day of closing, like the inside of it. That's how, oh because, because of COVID and just because of everything that was going on, I couldn't get to Boone. I was still in Kentucky. And so Nick had to FaceTime me through, you know, through the, the tour. So, I mean, it was crazy. And we got here and then, you know, I've, I've always, my kids have always had childcare and school to go to different things like that. So now I'm at home, have all the kids with me. I'm trying to get the house, you know, in order. Um, Nick is still able to go to work, which is great. Um, but with so many restrictions, which is fine. I'm there, you know, thankful to be in there for sure. But, but yeah, so the thing I'm thankful for is coming back to Boone, right? We all know that there's no community like Boone, North Carolina. So not at all. Even, you know, being able to come back and that knowing that we're, we call this place home. And so we do have community here. That was extremely helpful. I can't imagine what it would have been like to move somewhere, you know, where we didn't already have that established, especially for my kids, because, you know, look, Kai, he is supposed to start, you know, a new school and he can't, right. He, he can't, he can't build friends. He can't, um, you know, build new relationships and all that. And so we're just kind of all stuck together in the family. It's, you know, definitely strengthened us in that aspect. But yeah, it's, it was a really hard time to move and transition. Um, and then it is nothing like what we expected. When we, when we signed on to come back to Boone, this was not, this is not how we thought it was going to be for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, I imagine going and sitting at all my favorite places and going out to eat and doing all the things and, and meeting up with everyone I know. Coming back to Rev 5, I mean, I haven't even been able to do that because just because right. of having the kids at home and the scheduling um, is difficult. So, How do you think it's impacted you guys from a health standpoint? Well, I, I mean, we just we've had to be creative, right, to be able to continue to stay healthy um, in, in all the ways, physically, mentally, spiritually, you know, churches were even closed in that sense as well. And so, you know, we really had to be creative and had to be intentional about health, um, in, in all those areas, because, you know, you're stuck at home and you could just as easily sit there and, and not grow and, you know, eat potato chips all day. I mean, you could do all the things, you know, and, and not even focus on yourself and your health. And so it, it's just, in, it's caused us to be creative and be intentional. And because health is something Nick and I really, really put in the forefront and is a high value of ours and our family, even for our kids. So um, yeah, that's, that's what we've tried to do. I mean, we've had, we've had struggles with you know, with COVID in our own home, had to quarantine, different things like that. Thank, thank, 
goodness, you know, everything's been well and, and good, but it, it's definitely been challenging. Oh, I bet. And kind of as a segue uh, into the next question for you, but how has it been, you know, wrestling with COVID and the weird restrictions and all that other stuff, the schools and having your kids at home, you know, you've, you've had to quarantine um, and you, you do run a business, right. right? So at least there's a little bit as we transition into talking about your business, there's at least a leg up in that you have some skill set and expertise to provide to yourself, right. you know, but how has it been trying to also keep that running smoothly and grow, I'm sure, as as you've been doing the COVID yeah. thing. Yeah, well, you know what? It's interesting is that when I was in Louisville, the way that transition worked is that I, I actually needed to go get a full-time job, right? So when we were in Louisville, I had to become very creative of how do I keep this this passion of mine of, of life coaching, of what that is, how do I keep this alive while I also need to go and be supportive to, to my family and get us through this season, right? And so um, doing all that, and I you kind of get used to that, right? And that's, that's the issue. And that's one of my passions for, uh, you know, the reason what I do, what I do is to never lose, lose sight of what's in your heart and what, what your dreams are. And so I had to really implement that for myself because I, you know, had to go and I worked a job and it was a great job and t tons of benefits. It's wonderful. And it definitely exercised my gifts in some of my passions, but it was not what I was called to do. Right. So I had to keep that alive. So then coming in, coming back into Boone, and with COVID, I mean, you have the threat of finding, we're in athletics, right? I mean, you look, we're not allowed to have fans in the stands. You know, money, money is, is being affected for sure, right? right. And that, that is a, it, you know, directly impacts our family as well. So coming back into Boone, I've had that question, you know, okay, well, what do, what do I need to do now in this season because, and that's the hard thing about moving around and being a coach's wife too. You know, you really kind of like have these ebbs and flows of, of what you're doing is always shifted and changed by wherever your husband is placed. So um, anyways, you know, I just have decided I'm going to go all in. Like, why not? Right? Like I'm, I'm at home with my kids anyways. If I go get a job, that means I have to get full-time childcare for them. Like, and that's not really what I want to do during COVID either. And it's so it's all just kind of come up, come together in a, in a way that COVID has actually pushed me into just saying, okay, you know what, if you're going to make money, make money doing exactly what you've been called to do. And so I um, am just excited for that. And although COVID has definitely, you know, brought us a lot of challenges, this is one one good thing that's coming out of it. And I've done this for years, but it's always been part-time and, and, and never to its full capacity of what's been in my heart. And so I'm excited to, you know, jump into 2021 wide open. So. And from what I can tell, it looks like you're, you're doing that very thing because you just opened up a handful of spots for not a long-term commitment, but like a, uh, we're going to, we're going to do this thing together kind of package. And looks like you're ready to run That's with true. it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and, and that was just kind of a conviction I had because I was so 2021 focused. Um, but I have the time now, right? So I, and 
I know 2020 has been so hard for so many people. And what so what life coaching is and the product that it offers and you know the gift that it offers is something that can really pull people out of the funk, out of all the things 2020 has set them back in and really push them forward to be able to enter into 2021 in a place of strength, in a place of clarity, um, in a place with vision. And so I want that for people. And so it really just, with having that in my heart, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna coach. <laughs> so I'm dropping my prices. I don't even care. We're gonna figure this thing out. And I just wanna, I wanna help people. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And, you know, I have big plans for the next year, but where I am now is, is let's just do this together. Let's walk, you know, from, from the point we're at right now to all the things we've been through to the end of 2020. Um, and let's build some strength there. And you, you called it, or you at least referenced it being uh, end your year yeah. full. Mm -hmm. Right. And I love the way you said that, especially with all that a lot of us feel like 2020 has taken from right. us. If, if I was to sign on with you right now, what, what would I get in this? What would, what would be the value of my investment right now as I look to end this yeah. year full? So a lot of people don't really understand what, um, what life coaching entails, and it can be a little bit intimidating. So what, what it is, what this package specifically is, and I have other packages that are more of teachings, worksheets, you know, you're really kind of working on a specific agenda. This, what I've offered for the end of the year is totally client focused. So what that, what that looks like is that the client would come and come to me. We'd start our first session, say, okay, at the end of this, what, what would you want to get out of coaching? Like, what are you trying to achieve? What, you know, what are you trying to overcome? Looking at those things through coaching, which is really just the art of powerful questioning, um, a coach is able to pull out what is already inside of a person. So it's really kind of like a, a, a person is allowed and freed to dream out loud with a coach, which is something so many fear to do, right? Because they have all these crazy things that they, they wish they could do or they'd like to do, um, but there's no platform to, for them to really open up about those things. So you could open up about those things. A coach can, then can pull out the strengths can work through, um, you know, work through the lies. Most people are, are dealing with some sort of lie um, that is keeping them from, from moving forward in what they want. Uh, remove the barriers, whether it be time management or relationships, anything that's kind of getting in the way of them achieving um, what they believe would be a fulfilling life for them. And, and then bring clarity to it right? Bring clarity. Okay. Well, what is like, what is that exact thing? And then also knowing the why, why do you want this? Because when a person knows the why they can be fueled for everything else, because if they know the why they know if they don't get it, they'll never get the why. Um, so that's so important. Coaching also, I mean, it just provides vision and the huge thing, especially with this, with what I've offered for the end of the year are consistent, are consistent, um, session. So some people like to break it up once they get to a healthy place, they like to break it up and maybe meet once a month or, um, you know, once every two weeks because they're able, they have the strength to upkeep over that period of time. And that still provides accountability, but not the accountability that uh, every, a weekly, weekly sessions provide, right? Because if you do not 
achieve what you said you wanted to, then we come back and there's no, <clears throat> I'm, I'm not Nick Cardwell in this situation. I'm not getting after you, right? Like that's not, <laughs> that's not really the way it works. What it works is like, okay, that's fine. Let's look at it. Was the goal not realistic? Was it not timely? Like what was the issue? Not with you, right? It's not you, but what was the issue with your goal and why did you not achieve it? And then we can build, you know, we can, we can rearrange things and adjust things. Learning how to adjust is one of the biggest keys to success. Um, and so anyways, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably a lot, but, um, but yeah. So if you sign up, like that is, you're getting all of those things, that safe place to dream out loud, um, clarity, being able to overcome obstacles, uh, you know, setting, setting achievable goals and accountability, accountability to make sure that you actually follow through with it. I love that. And there's so much overlap between that. And as you know, with some of the, the things, the principles that we try to instill here, you know, we, we talk to people a lot when they come in and why do you want to do this? And it's, it's a decent amount of money that you're paying each month and it's a mm -hmm. lot of hard work. So if you want to understand why you're doing it or to have an unrealistic right. goal, then, you know, you're, you're risking burnout and wasting your money. Right. It's, that was, that was really cool to hear you say that. And the other thing that stuck with me was it was almost like you said that we are our own worst enemies and that can't be true. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's no way that, that that's what's stopping me from succeeding is not dreaming, you know, my full dreams or telling myself right. that I can't do it. Surely that can't be, can't be what it is. But I guess that's where you dig in with them and, and give them a chance to um, to process through those thoughts and to align them towards a successful. Absolutely. End, absolutely. Right? And really, and it's it's never it's more it's almost always a thought process. And that's the, the cool thing about coaching and the way it differs from from counseling and therapy, which those things are needed and very important. But coaching is is for a person who's not necessarily struggling, struggling in a mental health area. Right. And so this is someone who is stuck, who um, is doubtful, who uh, has something in their heart or, or keeps saying they want to achieve something and, and they can never get there, that the follow through is not there. You know, so this is this is taking someone from a place of of good to great um, or great to greater. I mean, it is it's total it's completely positive. Um, and it's about pulling out of somebody what's already within them rather trying to, you know, fix a piece that is broken necessarily. So all that is, is clearing the way. And unfortunately, um, a lot of times we have adopted, you know, negative thought processes about ourselves. And so we just have to, as a coach, I would help you clear the way from those and, and adopt truths. And, um, you know, we really just hash those things out. So. One of the posts that you made recently was just like the coolest quote, and it really goes well with this owning the mindset and owning your perspective kind of talk that you're using right now. But it, it said build intolerance for mm -hmm. an unhealthy you. And that just struck me. It was like, you, you have to learn, we have to learn as, as individuals to take control of our own path, our own health and have an intolerance for the unhealthy us, you know, that was, that was just great. I wanted to just mention that as you were talking. So wh where does the experience come in to be able to 
coach people to this positive yeah, outcome? Yeah, so, you know, it all started, let's see, in college, I really had this dream of being in ministry one day. And then um, I started out as a religion major and I hated it, right? So it just like was not, because I'm so people oriented and that's like not what I was going for. It was, you know, what that major was offering was not what I was going for. So as I dug into, okay, like, well, what am I really wanting here? I, um, I ended up choosing social work because it would teach me how to work with people. And that's where, where my passion lied. And so, you know, got my degree in social work. I jumped right into a career of school social work, which you just um, had a podcast with Denise. And so we used to be workers. Um, so right. I was a school social worker for, um, I think, oh gosh, I can't even remember now, like four or five years um, before we moved to South Carolina. You know, I was a behavioral interventionist in South Carolina. Um, in South Carolina is whenever everything started coming together for me. Um, and I, you know, learned what coaching was. And once I learned what, cause I always thought, gosh, should I, should I go become a licensed therapist? Like, where should I take this? Right. And I never really felt like that's where I was called to go. And so they, in social work, you can really be more of um, clinical or you can be more of, of like a case case manager type of social worker. And most people strive for the clinical. I love the case management. <laughs> I loved being able to take someone from point A to point B, right? And so um, anyways, I learned what coaching was and all of a sudden it was like, absolutely, this is what I have been called to do. I know it. And so I did some research on it on different programs and different ways to, to get certified. There's tons of different ways out there to get certified in coaching, but there was this, um, there is this leadership guru um, consultant that I have been reading his books and, and known about him for years. And he has a coaching program and he's in Atlanta. His name is Dr. Sam Chan. And so his program was so expensive. So I put it off for a couple of years, honestly. And then finally it just could not shake it. So took the leap of faith, um, with my husband's support and we, um, we did it. it took me a year to get certified. It's over 40 weeks of content, um, that you have to learn. I had to, you know, practice with, with master coaches. Uh, I was on calls every week, uh, learning material, practicing coaches, coaching and doing all that. Um, and so through my, through my world of, of social work and, and working with people. And then through adding on that certification was such a wonderful program um, that had such hands-on teaching. You know, I've really been able to successfully develop a great art of coaching. And so, you know, my, my clients are, are so successful when they go through my programs and whenever, you know, we just do the one-on-one -on -one personal coaching too on achieving what they want. And so it's just incredible to watch it and, and watch how it works. And I'm just so thankful for the training that I do have and the experiences I have in all those areas. You mentioned your clients. What would an ideal client look like? For uh, you? An ideal client, I mean, for me, is really, there's a few few different passions that I have in, in that. And one is, is just living out true identity. So someone who really questions who they are or what their passions are, they don't even know where to begin, right? Um, and like I said, you got there is a time for counseling and there is a time for therapy. So this would be someone who um, 
you know, isn't struggling necessarily with depression or different things like that, but they just really just kind of feel lost in their lives of, of, of what their purpose is. And so, you know, that would be an ideal client to where I could help them discover that. And that's something I've done before. And um, actually the program I mentioned before where there, you know, is more teaching and worksheets and um, agenda, that's what, that's a piece of that. And so that's really awesome being able to, to help them discover that and to, to define it, um, create mission statements for their lives, like different things like that. When they've come from a place of being completely like, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do to, you know, having a mission statement that drives their entire life, uh, which is incredible. Um, so I love doing that life balance. I have a huge passion for that as well. Um, so you're looking at mamas or, um, you know, other people coming into adulthood where they're trying to figure out like their responsibilities and their life values and, you know, defining those life values and then being able to, you know, put boundaries around, around them so that they can live a life of fulfillment and, and take care of themselves, you know, self-care, especially for mamas, right? We just, uh, we do, do, do and serve, serve, serve and give, give, give. And we don't take a whole lot of time to discover, you know, what's within us. And so those are, those are just two ideal clients right off the bat, but, um, I've been able to work with all different kinds and, and really just someone who is willing to put in the work and get right. Someone who's willing. That's the biggest thing. They have to have the motivation. You know, as, you can't, you, know, you can't give the them that. And, and what you do, like, you know, those are your favorite, favorite ones, probably like the ones that come in and, and they don't have all the skill sets and the things they need probably from the beginning, but they're willing to work and they're willing to learn and you see them make progress and achieve whatever they want to achieve. Right. It's not, it's not what you want. It's right. what they want. And that's, you know, I look at it the same way. You said at the beginning that you decided to go all in. So I'm curious what you want. What's your vision for this moving I forward? I mean, my vision there, there, and my vision goes on and on and on, Derek. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> You know, what, my main purpose is I want to make I want to make a difference in people's lives. Like I want them uh, to be able to find fulfillment and to find what they were brought on this earth to do and the impact they were called to have on people and for them to live it out. And so that is my passion in the ways that that happens. I mean, it would be through one-on-one -on -one coaching. It would be through group coaching, um, you know, being able to, to speak at events or to, uh, you know, run programs. I got a, a big dream for 2021 coming up for, you know, a year long program where I provide support throughout an entire year um, through many different facets for somebody. So, um, you know, just, just a lot. I mean, there, you know, I have a heart for coaches wives as well. Like the, we are the epitome of givers, right? We are, we, uh, you know, we put aside all of our needs to make sure everyone else's needs are met, our players, our husbands, our kids, you know, everyone around us. So I have a huge heart for coaches wives as well, as long as well as mamas. And so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I have a lot, a lot stirring up in me. So I'm really trying to be patient and, and take it one step at a time. And that's why, you know, I threw out this end of year package because I really, you know, I just want to get, get going and, and help those who, who want to be helped. It sounds like the high country better get ready. Better buckle up. I love it. I love it. No better place to be than the high country. <laughs> That's right. So as we wrap up, okay. I have a two-part question for you. Okay. Uh, the first is kind of tactical, and the second is okay. more philosophical. If you could recommend one book 
the listeners right now that would make an impact on their life, what would it be? And then the second is what general advice do you have from your experience and from your training for someone who might be listening right now? All right. One book. Oh my goodness. Okay. One book. I'm going to have to go with Switch on Your Brain by Caroline Leaf if I'm going to choose one because I feel like it can reach a broad group of people um, and it's so powerful. So if you don't know about Dr. Caroline Leaf, she is a neuroscience uh, neuroscientist, but she is also um, a believer. She's a Christian. And so it's really she uh, she puts on this in the book, does a 21 day brain detox, but she gives you all the background of how to actually change the thoughts and the neurons in your brain. Um, And then she does use faith as well to show you how, you know, it all correlates to what is in the word of God, which, so I am a Christian. And so um, that book was incredible for me. It was really, really awesome um, and changed my husband and I's life for sure on, on our thought processes. So that's my one book. Okay. Now tell me the second question. Uh, what is your one piece of advice for someone who may be listening right now from your experience and training? Um, one piece of advice really is just that no matter where you are, you can still get to wherever you want to go. Um, there is no barrier too big. There is no obstacle too hard uh, for you to put in motion into you know, put in motion to start living out whatever is in your heart. Um, I'd also say, you know, there is something in your heart. Uh, There is a, there is something so unique about you uh, that other people around you need. And there is a difference that can be made through you and it's supposed to be made through you. Um, So that, you know, just to continue to have hope and to continue to believe that no matter what comes your way, you can continue to live, live that out and walk that out. Um, so, yeah, I just think, you know, have hope in yourself, believe in yourself and know there's n- nothing too hard for you to do. Right. That's I can do hard things. That's a, a big saying. You know, I can I will watch me. And and I think if we can all adopt that kind of, of thinking and mindset, then you'll really take the time to search within and see what's in there and then figure out how to actually bring life. Watch me. So very well said. An amazing heart and passion offered by an amazing woman. If you'd like to learn more about Kira Cardwell and the Unveiled Life Solutions, I encourage you to follow her on social media. Her content is absolutely awesome. Plus, you get to see pictures of those babies. I'll drop the link to the book she mentioned and her website in the podcast notes for you. Continue to celebrate this community we live in. Continue to find ways to take back control of your long-term health and continue to be better together.